Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Now, a story which we covered from the very start, in fact, I think probably probably the only ones to cover it at the very start, and then uh, on numerous occasions during the year, we spoke to the Debenhams workers. And a lot, maybe a lot of people thought, oh, that story has gone away. It never went away. The Debenhams workers have been picketing and protesting and striking, essentially. Uh, probably the longest strike in Irish history now at this stage, for over a year. But last night, it came to a head. And I don't know whether you, like I did, uh, I got a link sent to me last night. At, I think it was about 12 o'clock last night. And it was horrendous to watch. Now, to give you a gist of it, the Debenhams workers have been uh, basically obstructing KPMG from removing stock from the Debenhams premises around the country, be it in Dublin and Cork and other places around the country. And the reason they're doing that is they believe this is the only piece of, these are the only valuable items that are left so as they can get their money. So basically they would have already got their statutory redundancy, but agreed in 2016 was four weeks. They got two weeks. They want the other two weeks. The government have said, look, we'll put three million into a fund to help reskill you and retrain you. But many of the people who work in Debenhams, I'm not going to say all of them, are older women who've been there for many, many years, 20 years, 30 years in some cases. Uh, before that, obviously, it wasn't always known as Debenhams, but they've been there for a long time. And it just isn't good enough that a company can still operate, can still function, although there's hearing news today, by the way, that more stores of Debenhams uh, will be closing in the UK. But it doesn't matter. They're still operating, still functioning, and basically just throw their staff to the wind. So the staff rightly took to the streets, even though there was a lockdown. They kept their social distance. They kept within the law. But they've always been given a bit of a hard time by the guards. But last night, took the biscuit. And just to give you a little bit of an example of the mood last night that was in Henry Street, or the back of Henry Street, the Henry Street shop, when the workers were in the loading bay to try to stop KPMG taking stock out, and the guards decided to start arresting them. Take your hands off So we've been carried out. You should be supporting people, not putting them on the street. What's wrong? What's wrong? Why are you doing this? Shame on you. Shame on the police. Shame on the That voice that you probably heard in the background there, I think that was Richard Boyd Barrett, because Richard Boyd Barrett did a lot of the filming of it, and he was there to support the workers. And joining me on the air is one of the Debenhams workers, Jane Crow, who was there. Jane, good afternoon to you. Hi, how are you? I, I watched, I'll be honest, Jane, like anybody who watched this last night, I watched in horror. Here are mainly women um, sitting down uh, on the ground against the gates at the back of Henry Street at the loading bay there, uh, protesting for their rights. And the Garda Sheikhana in big numbers. There must have been, what, 150 guards there, was there? I lost count, to be honest with you. Um, there was a phenomenal amount of them. There was, the, you know, there was even um, Gardaí with, uh, armed Gardaí were there. Armed Gardaí were there for mammies and nannies. And you know what you know what I was thinking when I was watching it, particularly at one stage when Richard Boyd Barrett and some others were filming with their phones, uh, and when the first woman was dragged out, I noticed that the uh, the the special response unit uh, 
start coming over to the people who were filming to try and you know cover up the filming so they couldn't actually film it. I, I thought this is policing like I've never seen. Yes, uh, do you know what? There could have been a terrorist attack in the city, and not as many guards would have turned up to it. It was it was absolutely shameful. The, the guardie were called in from uh, five guard stations around the city. You know how many how many protesters were there? Um, inside yes. there was thirty of them. Okay, and, 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 and just to let people know, when I say protesters, you're just workers. Uh, oh, we're just workers, yes. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're not terrorists, you're not, you're not violent people. There has been no real violence at all in this protest nope. for, the, for over, over a year now. And I know there yeah. is still ongoing talks in relation to it. And I know they were, they were asked to, to even hold off till the talks were finished. So you were all sitting there, the gates were closed, you're behind the gates of the loading bay. This is at the back of Henry Street, of course, there where people would be familiar with the Islex Centre along there. And... When was the first, at what time did the guards first arrive? Uh, well, they started showing their presence around um, 10 o'clock. Uh, they were up uh, Burr Street uh, in cars and, and standing around. They were around on Henry Street in cars and standing around. So they, they were preparing for, for a long time uh, to actually do what they done. Okay, so you reckon there was a plan. Now, I know they got a high court, in, well, KPMG got a high court injunction. And the injunction was for what was seemed to be unlawful, I, I suppose, what, what you were, you guys were doing. But mind you, you've been there for the last year. Yes. Or well, yes. O- over a year now. It's actually now. Oh, ma- over a year, yeah. Um, it's 378 days. And, and by the way, it's not just this store. You're also occupying, when I say occupying, outside at the back gates of other stores in Cork yes. and, and as well. All right. The 11 place. stores, yeah. 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 And, and I'm assuming they're going to be next, are they? Well, some stores were, were already done. Blanchardstown was done two weeks ago and the guardian were out in force there and physically picked up um, the workers as well and lifted them away. See, now, what we don't understand is, you know, yes, there is, there's a court injunction, right? But at the same time, the guardian are allowing non-essential work to happen within that building, you know, during level five COVID restrictions. Mm-hmm. They're allowing and they're assisting it to happen. And yes, it's the workers that they're picking on. And I know people are out there saying, oh, they've got their two weeks redundancy, what more do they want? People don't realise that, you know, we all pay it to that redundancy. Um, you only get your, you're only, you're only getting your, you're getting your money back again, they're basically. Only, they're only minded as far as, do you know, I actually told that to Michal Martin myself. I said, Michal, you didn't pay it to us, she's only minded it and yeah. handed it back out to us. You know, we're looking for the extra. And, and not even that, we're, we're fighting for workers all over the country for this. We're making a stand for everybody. And going forward, this uh, legislation put through last week, or on Wednesday, Solidarity People for Profit for a legislation, uh, a bill through to have legislation bought that nobody will ever go through what we've done. Oh, well, we um, we said the, the same year. thing when it happened to the workers in Clary's as well, going back a few years ago. And here, and here we are, yeah. we're talking about it again. And, and here we are. Well, I mean, the, the Duffy Cattle, the, the, you know, it's a whole year the government is saying, oh, yes, yeah, we're going to do it. And because they're so slow, Solidarity People for Profit have put in their own bill now to protect, specifically protect workers during liquidations and to have their collectively agreed bargains um, protected and honoured that were put to the top of the creditors' list. 
but, uh, uh, but this is the problem, isn't it? Because KPMG will argue that the, the goods that are still in Debenham stores are valuable, obviously. That's the reason why you're there protecting them. Um, yeah. They want to take those goods, obviously offload them, and the money they get goes to the Revenue Commissioner because they believe the Revenue Commissioner, and that's always been the case, the Revenue Commissioner is the priority when it comes to creditors. Uh, yeah. And you guys are last on the list, essentially. We're at the very bottom of the list, yes. As, as workers who've been there for the last 25 to 30 years or whatever it happens to be? Well, yeah, I, I've, I've given half my life to that company, like, do you know what I mean? Um, and what about I, the package, the, even... what about the €3 million Euro package that the government put together? Because obviously the government, in some sense, by the way, are caught between a rock and a hard place. If they hand you money and say, OK, we'll give you another two weeks, it does set a precedent that they have to do it for everybody, right? And that's, that's yeah. their argument as to why. So they said, look, we'll give you a €3 million Euro package to retrain the staff. But then again, a lot of the staff are older staff. They're not going to want to be retrained. That's, their career is kind of pretty much coming to an end anyway. Some of them yeah. would be younger and might want that. Um, was that package unacceptable, completely unacceptable? It, it was. Um, it wasn't explained to us properly uh, because when we were told courses, we said, for sure, we can get three courses anyway, yeah. um, being unemployed. But um, three of the shop stewards, uh, myself, Valerie from uh, Patrick Street and Michelle from Waterford, we actually met with Sullis themselves that would be organising the courses and spoke to them. And it, it, it's a very good, um, you know, the courses they're offering, they're different to any courses anyone else can get. Yeah. So um, so we're putting it back out for another vote. Sullis had meetings with each individual store, which was fantastic, and explained the story to the workers. So it's going back out for a vote. KPMG knew that, and this could be resolved as quickly as three weeks, but they still went ahead with last night, knowing that this could be resolved and we would walk away. What I what I find more disturbing about last night is, and I've seen it over the last year, particularly in relation to lockdowns and the way people have been treated, is that when I see members of Vanguard Shikana, I mean, some of them are young lads there last night, members of Vanguard Shikana. Yeah. I'm assuming they all have sisters, mothers, brothers, and people will say, well, they're only doing their job. In 2015, the former Justice Minister... Uh, Francis Fitzgerald said new members of Angarda Shikana must be willing to reject an order if they feel it is wrong and have the courage to blow the whistle on unhealthy practices within the force. She also says courage can be called in the middle of a very normal day the courage to say no if you believe the instruction is wrong. Yeah. And to me that was an opportunity and I've seen it in other countries where you know police will stand in solidarity sometimes with protesters and take their hats off right. And yeah. to me, there was a point there last night that this was a moment last night where members of Angarda Shea could turn around to their sergeant inspector and say, what we're doing here is wrong. There's a better way to deal with this. I am not dragging some 50 year old woman out by the legs and arms just well, to satisfy a yes. court order. Yes. And to me, that point would, was when I was being lifted out by... I saw you being lifted Sardis. out. I saw yeah. you being dragged. You were, you were, they, they basically... Out. Yeah, they, it yeah. was like, you know, when you give somebody the bumps kind of thing. That was the way they dragged you well, out, just yeah. for people to understand but, how they did it. But because they were so forceful, my coat came off, my top came off over my head, and they broke my bra. I was on the ground then, outside. They put me down on the ground, and I had no clothes from the waist up with all those guardies there, onlookers there, oh my. supporters there. That was humiliating. Um, humiliating. It was absolutely degrading what, what happened. Absolutely degrading. But it was unnecessary. It's unnecessary. Absolutely. It's... And you know, some of the guards 
did say, oh, my mother walked in roaches for 25 years or whatever, you know, and they're saying, we're sorry, we don't want to be doing this. Well, then why do they do it? Exactly, you're after quoting there. Why, you know, they have the opportunity. And I'm quoting the Minister for Justice in 2015 when the guards, when there was, at the time, some guards were, were going into Templemore to train. And she said, and I'm quoting it again, courage can be called for in the middle of a very normal day. The courage to say no if you believe the instruction is wrong. The courage to cry halt to a practice that may have been going on forever, but should stop right there and then. In other words, that you can use your conscience to say no to something if you believe it's wrong. And this all became obviously because after Morris McCabe and everything else and some of the guard practices, right? But it yeah. does give a guard an opportunity to question. And I believe that guards should have that opportunity to question, particularly what we've seen in the in the last year in relation to people being manhandled, for example, for something like not wearing a mask or whatever, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. Ordinary decent people who may make mistakes in life, ordinary decent people who are maybe standing up for their rights. You know, yeah. and, and yeah. I just, I, I was actually, I found that video last, watching that last night, it was compelling to watch. It was disturbing. And in fairness yeah. to Richard Boyd Barrett, I'm not always a fan of Richard, but Richard was there to support you all the way. He was, he was. He As soon as he heard it was happening, and he's been, you know, he's, he's, he's like, you know, a bit like Marmite, you like him or you don't, but uh, yeah. he's been fantastic to us. No, you can't, you can't, you couldn't fault him last night. You couldn't fault him. They've been fantastic, you know, speaking for us in the doll. Um, without um, Mick Barry, Brie Smith, uh, Richard Boyd Barrett, you know, we, we just wouldn't have our voice heard. They're constantly there speaking for us, um, which is fantastic. Um, what I noticed too was there was somebody videoing from the inside when the uh, superintendent or, or sergeant or wherever he was uh, had a megaphone reading out the court injunction to use. Um, and yeah. as soon as they decided, okay, we're going to use force now, and I find this very sinister, the guards went over to the person who was filming it and got him out with his camera so he couldn't film it. And I, 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 yeah. and I find, I just find this very, it's a very sinister way of operating security by the, for, by the guard of forces. I just find it very sinister that there will be, be no video evidence whatsoever from the inside. Um, and a lot of people are very disturbed. Actually, people are texting in now saying they were, they're giving you their support, by the way. Because I, I want to just cause stay there for a second if you can. I want to go to yeah. Sharon as well. Sharon, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How are you doing, Sharon? Hey, Niall, how are you? You worked in Devlin's. I did. That was my time job when I was in school. And mm-hmm. um, it was actually when they were in the Jervis Street and then they moved across to the, the big shop where Roaches was. But, yeah. Like, it was like a family in there. Like, I was only there temporary, but... But there was the, families working there, by the way. There was mothers and was, daughters, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah. And they they looked after me well. You know, they guided me. It was my first job. I was terrified. And people have, like, I don't think some people understand the volume of people and the employment in the local area and surrounding areas that it gave. And that a lot of these workers, like your caller, they've worked there nearly all their lives. They were so close to retirement, pensions, whatever else. And there's a bigger picture here of people working all their lives and, and being treated fairly and respectfully at the end of it exactly yeah and I mean they provided a serve employment for the inner city and everything and you know it, it breaks my heart seeing the videos and you know these are these are not all young people and no. to see people being carried out was horrific I mean what Jane described there I mean the humiliation and, and, and the way they degraded her and I watched it last night I watched that that happened to Jane last night on video it's disturbing I find yeah, it extra- I, if that's the type of policing service we have in this country, I'm actually ashamed of them. 
That is yeah, disturbing. And, and some some of them people, I remember, I think before Christmas, I think one one or two maybe were actually pregnant and they were still on the, on the picket lines, you know, doing the right thing and justice for them. And, you know, just saying to your caller, don't give up, you know, like keep going because it'll break them. And as long as they're abiding by the restrictions, which they are, they were wearing masks, social distancing and all of their protests. If they're not breaking the restrictions, then I'm not sure what the issue is. Keep fighting the good fight, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so Jane, you're getting a lot of support here from people. Brilliant. That's, yeah. that, that's great to hear. Yeah, because we have had a lot of black off some people, yeah. you know, saying get on with us, but they, they don't see the biggest I know, picture, I know. And, and, and I've heard people say that, oh, can they not just move on for God's sake? But but it's not it's not that easy. When you've worked for a place for so long, and you've been treated unfairly, and there is no doubt you have you have all been treated unfairly. It, you can't just move on because that, that's that's not that you've principles. That's what it's about, isn't it? Having principles. Yeah. And by yeah, the way, and, and you're not doing it just for yourselves because if legislation changes, you're doing it for future generations as well. That's the way. That's the way we work as a society. That's it, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and like we didn't learn from Clearies, obviously. No, obviously you know, not. They, they find out, and Devon's workers found out through emails and, and text messages. So, you know, people have mortgages to pay, bills to pay, and with, with COVID. But the worst, I mean, the worst part about the Debenham story is, is that at least with Clearies, to some degree, they were gone. You know, Debenhams were still operating and still in business. While the, while the staff are standing out in a picket line looking for their money. Selling Easter eggs to other shops in Cork and all. I remember reading mm-hmm. about that. Like, their yeah. stock is taken out. And to be honest, I know people have jobs to do. But if you cross a picket like that, it's, you're a scab. You're a scab. Like, we all have to stick together. And anybody crossing the picket or complaining about them, if that was a household, and I know many people, husband and wife working in Debenham, worked in Debenham, Nobody's going to pay their mortgage. Nobody's going to pay their bills. Nobody's going to put food on the table. They need what's owed to them. And it's only fair. All right. Well, listen, thank you very much indeed, Sharon. Listen, uh, Jane, I wish you the best of luck. I genuinely do. I, like anybody else who would have seen that video last night, anybody who saw that video and doesn't feel disturbed by it, there's something wrong with you. And I call on them, Garda Shea and any guards that are listening today, I mean, you need to... I think they need to stand up. The guards need to, at some point, say we need to treat people who are law, generally law-abiding citizens. Um, I understand during yeah. a protest, people have to, well, it's questionable whether it's law-breaking when you're on somebody else's premises um, <laughs> to protest. But I think there's a way of dealing with these situations. I'm pretty sure if there was a gang of criminals with guns, they wouldn't go in and do that. Exactly. And, you know, there was a KPMG representative standing there watching all this happen. And they should be equally ashamed of themselves. Absolutely, absolutely. Everybody involved in that last night should be, they should hang yeah. their heads in shame. They really yeah. should. Jane, listen, thank you very much indeed, and I hope you're okay. Listen, Niall, thanks very much for your continued support, love. All right, thanks very, very much. Good. Thanks, okay, Jane. Bye All right, bye. there you go, Jane Crow from Debenhams. And um, I don't know what people can do to help, but I'm sure they can do a lot to help by going onto their Facebook page and giving their support to them. Um, if you see them protesting, maybe give them a little toot of your horn and maybe stand in solidarity with them for a while. Obviously, uh, k- keeping within the guidelines and keeping your social distance and all that kind of stuff as well. But anyway, um, it was disgusting. It was disturbing. It was horrible to watch. And I'll tell you what I want to do for the for the next half hour. I'm going to take a couple of calls. Not just generally in relation to Debenhams, by the way, but, but that too, if you want to get involved in that as well. But I, I quoted... Frances Fitzgerald and she was right and, and I actually I watched a protest I think it was in Spain or Italy there recently where protesters were peacefully marching on the streets and the police were there obviously to keep the peace because that's the police's job 
and that's the Garda Shea job as well, to keep the peace, not to attack people. Um, and sometimes, obviously, they have a riot would ensue in some places, the guards or the police have to obviously keep the peace um, and use violence to do that, and I get that. But on this particular occasion, I think it was in Spain, really, I can't remember what it was, the police took off their badges and took off their hats and walked with the protesters in solidarity with them against the government. And I thought that was a wonderful thing for the police service to do. I'm sure it was Spain, actually. I think it was Spain. And last night, and many other occasions over the last 13 months, there was opportunities for Angarda Shea not to be the enemy of the people. When I see people being arrested and fined for silly stuff, like Ruth here, for example, she didn't get a fine, thankfully. She was going to get shopping for her granny at nine o'clock, her 93-year-old granny at nine o'clock at night. And she was stopped by a guard who threatened, more or less, to give her a fine if he'd seen her doing it again. I mean, that's not policing. That's just being an asshole. That's all that is. I mean, the days of police using their common sense, as well as enforcing the law, because that's their job ultimately, seem to be gone. Where are they gone? Lads, ladies who work in Ungarda Shia you have mothers, haven't you? You have sisters, you have brothers. How would you feel? Honestly, and I talked to any of the guards who might be listening who were there last night, because there was a fair few of you there with at least about 10 vans as well. I don't know what that's all about. There was a few women there. Do you think that was a little bit over the top, guys? I say to you, if that was your mother, if Jane Crow was your mother, and you saw her being dragged out by six lads, by the arms and legs, and her top coming off, and her bra being broken, and left lying on the ground, topless, how would you feel? What would you do, and how would you react? You'd be, you'd be disgusted, wouldn't you? She's not a criminal. She's a law-abiding woman who's worked all her life. How would you feel about it? There's a point where you must get to, and I watched it last night with those guards, where you must say to your sergeant, Sergeant, hold on for a second. There has to be another way of doing this. I'm not going over and arresting those women and dragging them out of here and humiliating them like that. Like, we can't do that. That's not the way we should be doing things. Or maybe you think I'm wrong. Let me be balanced here, just in case the broadcasting authority have an issue with it. Maybe you think I'm wrong. Maybe you think, Niall, that's the law. They have to do that. That's what they have to do. They're breaking the law. Well, when I say they're breaking law, there was an injunction to remove them. Maybe you think that. Maybe you think that Ruth, for example, should have been fined, even though she was going to get the shopping for a 93-year-old woman and went outside of her 5K. Maybe you think that all those things, the guards should be enforcing the law with a heavy hand, no matter what. Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. Hi, Niall. I just want to say, I'm listening to your, your story about the ladies and the, the staff at Debenhams and how badly they were treated, and they have been. Um, the one thing I noticed last night when I was driving around working um, was the lack of guardy anywhere. And you know why that was? Because they were all taking advantage and they were all bullying as they as they do being bullies and the bully boys in their blue shorts of the, uh, the staff who are rightly screwed over in Debenhams and they should be ashamed of themselves as gar- call themselves guards protecting the people guardians of the people all they are is guarding rich people that's all they're doing it's disgraceful what, what's happening not a guard in sight last night because they're all protecting Debenhams 
that's all the liquidators going in. That stuff should be all sold off and those staff got their money back and got their wages down toiled. That's what should happen with that money and all that stock. Thanks for that, Mark here, boy. Yeah, well well said, Mark. I understand what you're saying. And and I know they got their two weeks redundant statutory redundancy, uh, but in 2016 there was an agreement to pay staff who were redundant four weeks and that's what they're looking for. And uh, in most occasions, most companies will give more than two weeks. Anyway, let me know if you believe the guards... Members of Angarda Sheikhana should be encouraged to use their conscience. All right, keep texting, keep WhatsApping, numbers 87 Let me go to Patrick. Patrick, you're now in Ireland's Classic Hits. How are you doing? Hi, now. How are you? Uh, Patrick, there were disturbing scenes last night, but I want to talk in general about Angarda Sheikhana. And we've seen yeah. a change over the last year, certainly, in the way policing is carried out in this country. Um, and do you think that's a good thing or do you believe that Gardaí should be able to stand up? And I think they can, actually. And I'm not suggesting, say, disobey an order, but um, I suppose question uh, the way things are being done. Yeah, well, I think it's a lot to do with, um, with, with their training. And um, I also believe that the current Garda commissioner... Um, Drew Harris. I, 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 it's Drew Harris, um, ex-PSNI and MI5, I just, I just found his um, uh, the fact that he's in charge of the guard just um, it, it baffles me. However, apart from that, the, the, it's obviously down to the training. I mean, the guards aren't walking out and, and doing this. They're obviously being told that this is how to approach people, even though they have an oath. They have an oath. Do you do, you, do you think it's acceptable to to carry and to manhandle? Um, a, you know, a middle-aged woman out and no. to practically leave her topless on the ground. No, no, no. When, when literally, when she's only protesting in a job, yeah. you know, against a job. Yeah, exactly, and she's a right to do that. I, I just think it's disgraceful. I watched the scenes last night and I was disgusted, but like many people, and it's just, it's just one of many instances of late where the, the police just appear to be heavy-handed going from the lockdown protests when they were standing at the top of Grafton Street with her batons wielded and ready to go. It, it was quite aggressive. I'm not going yeah, to lie to you. No, don't get me wrong. What the guy did with the firework was completely wrong oh, too. No, no, no. Uh, and by the way, there's always going to be people at a protest yeah. intent and causing trouble, right? Of course there is, yeah. But, but to stand there, you know, as you rightly said, at the top yeah. of Grafton Street, you know, with their batons drawn, it, yeah, well, it was it, an aggressive stance. Yeah, well, it's creating an atmosphere immediately that, it's, that, that the people are arriving. They see, you know, they're ready for trouble, you know? So it's in people's minds that there's going to be trouble. And then you have people then inciting it, like as we've seen with the guy with the fireworks. And then all of a sudden, it's, it's like a load of protesters were doing this. And they weren't. It was just one person or a handful, you know. But the approach of the Gardaí from the outset changed the atmosphere of the protest, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know? And what do you say to people who will say to me, well, oh, no, look, you, you can't be having a go. The guards have to do a job. They're enforcing the law. And if they're told to do something, whether sergeant, they must do it. So if the sergeant said, you four, that woman there, pick her up and bring her outside. Mm-hmm. Well, they were, they've been out to serve and protect the people. And that's what they should be doing. Well, the job is to, keep the, job pe- is to keep, keep the peace. Keep the peace, exactly. As a way of doing it. You know, and, and, and last night. Well, well, what hit. I saw last night, I know there was a court injunction, but what I saw last night was the Garda Shia Khanna basically just operating on behalf of a private company. Well, there you go. As security they, they, for they, a private they, they, company. They now, I know they, they were enforcing it, I do know they were enforcing a court injunction yeah. uh, from KPMG. But, but uh, to me, when the guards 
arrive on a scene like that where an injunction has to be served, mm-hmm. their job to me was always to keep the peace. Of course, but did you see the amount of guards that were I've there? I've never seen anything like it. For, That's bizarre. For about, what was there, seven or eight women? Yeah. <laughs> and it was like I mean, 150 it, guards or something yeah. like that? And, and about seven or eight vans? It was, it was shocking. Though. I mean, have they nothing else to do? Are they sitting around doing nothing? Well, stay there a second. Let me go to Declan. Okay. Declan, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Declan? How are you doing? I don't, I don't want to just focus just on Debenhams, but do you believe that guards should ha- should be able to? And I do. I, actually, I do believe under the legislation they probably are able to turn around and say, "This no, Sergeant, we don't believe this is right. Yeah, of course. Like uh, Everyone has a free will. As in any job, you have to make decisions. You know, the impact on what job you do. But um, just, just if I could quickly state, just, now, just in relation to what's going on, like, the Gardaí have a legal right, okay? And now, legal and lawful are two different things. And, and if I can just explain that. Um, uh, if something may be legal, but can also be unlawful. And by this, I mean, if it's not in proportion, okay? And this is important to notice. If it's not in proportion to the so-called crime. Uh, so if I can just give you a small example. Say, for example, you, you went up to somebody's house and you, 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 you kicked their front door. Well, that's an illegal act, and it's unlawful. You can't do that, okay? Yeah. But let's just say somebody was in danger at all. Well, then, it's, it's, it's law, it's, it, it may be illegal to do that, but it's lawful because you're trying to help somebody in the home. I know, I, know, I, know, I understand, I understand the point you're making, yes, yes. yes. So, so it's actually lawful to, to, you know, to do that, although it is illegal to break somebody's front door. But if somebody's in danger, for, for say, for example, in, in a fire, you, yeah, you, 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 you certainly wouldn't be charged for kicking down the front door, of course No, not. exactly. So it wouldn't be unlawful. It would be lawful to do so. But what's happening with the Guardian, they're acting uh, disproportionately to, to, to what the law allows them on the states and in proportion to the crime. So it's unlawful. And what people need to do is just go down to the local district courts, go into the Turks and, and just get application forms and just start bringing them to the, to the courts and just... I put it to judges. It's a, it's a cheap thing to do. You don't need a solicitor to do it. And put it to the courts, and say that they're acting unlawfully, which is the case, because it is disproportionate, and it's as simple as that. Do you, Do you think policing in this country has changed, Declan, over the last year? It has changed radically over the past three to four years, but in particular, with 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 COVID nineteen, with SARS CoV two or yeah COVID nineteen in particular. And I mean, don't get me wrong, I understand the legislation is there for public health reasons, blah, 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 right? Yeah. But in saying that, I, I, when I see the actions of the guards, and not just here, by the way, in the UK as well, um, okay. uh, you know, pulling people out of their houses who might have not had a mask in the local shop or something, like, I see disproportionate actions. Exactly. And, and I, I don't get it. I, I, I'm losing faith in the, in the system now at this stage. Yes, and you see, you see the problem with the system is that most listeners would be We'll say contracted under this, we'll say corporate attack on, on the public and the private sector. Uh, look, there's different sectors. I don't want to get too complex here, but there's different sectors involved there. And the private sector, private businesses, is under attack from corporate sector. It, it's a, it's a, uh, you know, this is, this is a taking advantage of SARS-CoV-2, which is all over the world. And it, you know, it's, it's, it, it looks yeah, but it, but it doesn't matter. I mean, if you were a guard there last night, or be it stopping yeah. someone who's I, I mentioned Ruth and my researcher was stopped when she was going to get shopping for her ninety-three-year-old granny, right? But right, I mean, yeah. if, if you were a guard in that situation, surely yeah. the human side of you comes out and goes, "Hold on, that could be my mother, that could be my sister." You know what I mean? I, I'm not going to treat somebody like that. Surely, You're somebody. A of the what? 
that's your guardian of the peace. When you, when you swear an oath, it's your job to firstly protect the, the, you know, the, 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 the citizen, if you want to describe them as citizens. But that's your main okay. job, yeah. Yeah, that's your, that is your priority, right? And not to cooperate. Like, and, and, and unfortunately, through you know, the, the system we have at the moment, that's not the case. And look, but I mean, I know, I know Jane mentioned a few minutes ago when she was on Jane Crow from Dublin, she said some of the guards yeah. apologised to her. I mean, yeah, but it's a bit late. That. But it's a bit late apologising after you've done it, or you're going you see, to do it. Yeah, but the problem, the problem, most of these guards face, and it's this, it's the same old story. Okay, they go in, they clock in. What do they do? They do the pull against it, a single in singularities. We've seen what happens. Like some, you know, we've seen Gary in the past how they treat. Now I'm not going back to them days. Okay, we were in different days. Okay, there's green shoots there, and there's young Gary, but you do have to take a stand. And if you look at other European countries, there are a number of police forces. And they have united and said, listen, we're not going to act this proportionately. It's unlawful. But, you know, I would urge citizens who have been a victim of this to just go in calmly and, 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 and take the process up. And, uh, you know, this needs to be done because this is, it's gone beyond the job now at this stage. Yeah, I think, I think like, like a doctor, for example, when we argue, I know it's not the same thing, but we argued during the abortion referendum that doctors should be able to use their conscience uh, and should be allowed to, the same as nurses who work in hospitals where an abortion might be carried out and they don't agree with it, that they should be allowed to use their own personal conscience and not be involved. I also equally believe that if a guard, or particularly if not just maybe one individual guard, but if a group of guards, say in a situation like that, get together and they believe that an order is wrong in the way we're dealing with somebody, that they should be able to turn around to their sergeant and say, Sergeant, we don't agree with the way this is being policed. You know, I'm, but, but, the, it, but it's not happening. The guards, no, I, I see young guards there last night, and some of them were young fellas, you know, young lads, 25, 26, young women as well, 25, 26 years of age going in there and dragging people twice their age who were law-abiding citizens up to that point in their lives by the arms and legs and humiliating them. Yeah, and it's, it's disgusting to see it. And, you know, this was something that went on for a long time and it has been kind of, in the past couple of years, it seemed that things had, had been kind of taken a, a turn for the better and there was a new unit, a, 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 you know, formed there to, to kind of, you know, take care of some of the corruption. We all know about Morris McKay. There was of course, yeah. Went on there. And look, you know, but that, but mind it, it, you, that was when I quoted Francis Fitzgerald earlier on. That was obviously, you know, post Morris McCabe. That was what she was referring to. You know, that yeah. it's a new form of policing where you should be able to stand up and recognise that practices within the Garda Sheikhana are wrong and call a halt to it. Yes, that's it. Yeah, and it should be just eliminated immediately. And look, when enough of people can wake up to this, because look, you can't. This is this is it. Like, it, it I want to, but I want to mention. It. I'm not having a go at every single guard out there because yeah, the majority, yeah, of, course, majority yeah. of guards, you know, are fine, decent people. But it's just, yeah. the, the, these practices have to stop the way we're dealing yeah. with people. Yeah, well, look, we, okay. You know, this is a serious thing, like, Niall. Of course it look, is. If you, if you were to roll back the top, just go back even three years ago, and if you said we'd be discussing something like that, you'd say we were mad. You'd say, Gary, six Gary pulling a woman around for going to the shop. Over what? Over a, a virus that she has a 99.9% chance of, you know, and she's wearing her mask and whatever she's doing. for This, this authoritarian, you know, dictatorship is what it's become. And it's been allowed to do so only on the back of, okay, SARS-CoV-2 has uh, caused you know, a pandemic. It is, uh, you know, it has caused a, a certain amount of deaths. I would argue with, with the figures. Yes, but let's, would, yeah, let's put that, things you know, into proportion, of course. Yes. But, yeah, it's very disproportionate. And it's media control. And everybody who, who can kind of see a little bit beyond what's going on can see this. And I, I'm not here to enforce my opinion. But what I will say... On a simple matter, like what's going on there, it's wrong and it's disproportionate and can be proven so. 
And look, I would have a certain amount of sympathy with, 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 with you know, a lot of Gary, young Gary. They're there, they're told to do it. If they don't do it, it's the job gone. So, but they need to be brought to... But I don't think, I don't think their job will be gone. Yeah, I think if all those guards had a, ruckus, had a ruckus sense last night, had it turned around uh, to the inspector that was there or the sergeant or who yeah. was giving the orders over the microphone, if they had said, we don't no. agree with the way this is being policed. I think they'd be, they'd be I, heroes of this country, every one of them. I, I, I don't think for one minute they would be reprimanded. They would not. They'd be heroes of this country because... But, see, but, they're, they're, hero, but they're meant to be. something when it's difficult to do, and they should do. I mean, the guards should never be the enemy of the people because no, that's, that's bad we policing. Need, no, we don't. We need, we need the guardians of the peace. Like the, oh, That's an obvious thing. And just so we can say quickly, if you look at what's going on in America, Derek, I mean, that's been disassembled at the minute because of this... this, this it's, you know this crazy situation oh, we have with yeah. the corporate intervention. Oh, I could talk for that. I could talk about that for an hour. Oh, that, that's just a whole different. Subject. Oh yeah, absolutely. Listen, listen. Thank you, Declan. Thank you very much indeed. I never want to get us down the road of American policing because American policing, for its good and its bad, it's in a mess at the moment because of what's going on over there. Absolutely in a mess. Mind you, a bigger problem in America is probably the gun laws. Anyway. Getting back to Angarda Shea do you believe that Angarda Shea should have more leeway when it comes to doing things and, and their own conscience and how they feel about things? Should they be able to act on their own conscience to some degree? Obviously, they have to enforce the law. I get that. By the way, if you're an ex-member of Angarda Shea or if you're a guard, you can send us in a text. We'll read out your text and not your name. What would you do in that situation last night? Would you, would you ever, as a guard, disobey the orders of your sergeant or your superior and just say, I think you're wrong. I'm not grabbing some 90-year-old woman. Not Jane isn't 90, but obviously, let's say a different situation where there's a 90-year-old woman who's at a protest and breaking the law. Would you arrest her? An old granny? Because I see I saw that in the UK as well, which was horrendous. Mick, you're in Ireland's classic kids. How you doing, Mick? How you doing, Mike? Mick, I, I know we're all kind of caught between a rock and a hard place. You want the guards to be there to protect you. You want the guards to enforce the law. We want to live in a law-abiding country. But there has to be a level of understanding as well in the way we police the country as well, isn't it, doesn't there? Look, I understand where you're coming from, Niall, and, and the way I see it, there's a, right, right, there might be a few bad eggs out there. I think there is in every, Absolutely. every job, yeah. But, Niall, they're, do, they're, they're only doing what they're being paid to do. They're only doing what they're being told to do. Now, I know you're saying a level of common sense has to come into it and drag in a 90-year-old woman. Nobody would agree with that. But Niall, if you can, well, can I point out they didn't drag a ninety-year-old woman? No, I was, I that, I was, I I was referring to a scene I saw in England. Example, yeah. yeah, But if you went into the start your shift at twelve o'clock today, and then for some reason you said, "Ah, here, I'm not going to do my job," and you put your feet up, I, I, I know I'm not. I'm not. What saying would it to, well, No, but what would happen to you, Niall? And what would happen to me if but, I but hang on. The, Well, hang on, hang on. Let, okay, let, let me let me just put it into into some context for you. Let's say, for example, my boss came down the stairs and said, right, from now on, I want everybody just to do everything COVID and not to challenge it at all. We've been told to do that from above. And everybody turned around and said, uh, no, that wouldn't be right. That's not good radio. That's not impartial. We're not going to do that. I would assume that everybody would support me and say, no, I don't want to be part of this. So, so, so what? what I, no, okay. So I'm just giving you. You want to use it context? The example you yeah. give me. So what? What I said. I'm not expecting one individual guard to stand there and say I'm not doing my job or obeying orders. 
I am assuming the majority of the police and the guards that were there last night at that particular scene, I don't know whether you watched it or not, Mick. I've seen clips of it, yeah. Okay, I'm assuming the majority of them thought this is not the right way to tackle this situation. These are, you know, older women who've worked 25 years are just standing up for their rights. There has to be a better way to do this. Why could there they not Why could they not have all said that. to their sergeant, Sergeant, I'm not dragging this woman out by the arms and legs and leaving her half naked on the middle of the road. Why couldn't they all do that? Well, then, what's, what would that sergeant say to them? Then? I would hope that that sergeant would say, lads, that sergeant I understand. would say, well, I'll find someone that will do it and I'll find a job for you that, you know, there's no two ways about this. A guard has to do, like, Niall... Well, uh, then nobody would have ever... Well, 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 nobody would have ever stood If your house is broken into in the morning, yeah. it'd be these very same guards you're going to ring. Absolutely. Absolutely. And by the way, Mick, you're misunderstanding me. I have the height of respect for 95% of guards out there. There's probably 5% of them out there that I wouldn't have a huge amount of respect for. But I have the height of respect for the majority of members of Guard Chicano who are doing their job, right? And it's a difficult job at the best of times because you're dealing with, I certainly wouldn't be standing up in front of some lad with a gun or a knife, right? But what I'm saying to you is, is that we have to deal with things proportionately. Of course. Right, I'll ask you a question. I'll reverse it for you now. You're saying, why did the guards drag those people out last night? There were older people. Should they have not had more sense tonight? Right, they were working there 30-odd years. But, like, if a guard has to resort to dragging people out, do they not in their own head realise then, OK, well, if a guard has to drag me out, maybe I should just get up and leave like the guards have asked me to do? They, why didn't they do... Like, you're saying, why don't the guards follow their own conscience? And, but why didn't the people follow theirs? They go, no, they're there for a protest. They made their point. Get up and walk out when the guards... Well, they, well, they did that. make their point because the whole point of them being where there, I mean, I'm sure you understood the purpose of them being where it was to stop KPMG taking the goods out of the shop. Yeah. Now, if they just get up and said, well, all right, guard, we'll go so, that kind of defeats the purpose of their protest for the last year, doesn't it? No, but sir, is it, is it their right to do that? Well, I mean, what you essentially had... No, but that's the question. They were, they were breaking but, but, the law. But hang right. on, but yes, but hold on. We all know, and I've quoted this three times this week, uh, we all know that good laws were made, or bad laws are made to be broken, right? And, and without bad laws being broken, we would never change uh, the Constitution, we would never change laws, we would never change anything if nobody ever broke laws. Even the finest people in the world have broken laws they believe are bad laws. Niall, so what, what I'm saying is, last night, you had Angarda Shia essentially operate with a private company assisting a private company now I understand there was an injunction and they were on foot of a court injunction I get that but maybe the judge is more answerable in relation to this who gave the injunction in the first place but either yeah but either way the guards are standing there there are (laughs) disproportionate amount of guards to the amount of you know who are generally women the way they policed it, the way they went over, for example, to one guy who was there, he was very peaceful, he was videoing the whole thing, explaining what was going on. The first thing they did before they started dragging people was went over and got him offside and pulled him out of the place with his camera so he couldn't video it. That, to me, is bad policing. If there was nothing wrong with what they were doing, why do they not want a camera taking, it, taking videos of it? Niall, it could have been handled much better. It does not, like, it has to be a blind man to see that. Of course, it could have been handled much better. I'm, so, I'm sorry, but I, I believe they acted sides. like bullies. I believe they acted like bullies in that particular occasion. They had to use enforcement. Now, if you're, again, I'm going to say if there's a person robbing your house and you ring the guards and the guards come and that man's home, what would you want the guards to do? You'd want them, no matter how old that man is robbing that house. Are you, are you, comparing, are you comparing a worker standing up for their rights to somebody who goes in and breaks into a house? The, the workers that were standing up 
for their rights were breaking the law. Un- well, well, when you, we, we, we talked to, Dec- we talk to Declan earlier on about what is illegal and what is unlawful, and there's very different things, and what is lawful and what is yeah, unlawful. I yeah, I, and I think he made a good point in relation to that. A lot of things that we do in life are unlawful when we stand up for our rights. Uh, because we have to, and we live in a democratic society, by the way. But uh, but I do believe that the guards should use a level of common sense and be able I, to use like, their own I conscience. Could, I'll give you, you're 100% right. Like, guards have to use it. I'll give you a small, like, that lady said that she was stopped by the guards and he was threatening her not to do it again because she was going shopping for her mother. Her granny, 93-year-old granny. you call him a name, and you know what? I agreed with you. Yeah. Because me and my father-in-law, a couple of weeks ago, were going to do a bit of recycling. And we had to drive out of the 5K zone to get to the recycling plant. And there was a guard actually on a checkpoint about 100 yards or 200 yards down the road. I, he, he was stopping another van. I think the van in front of us had no tax or something. So was taking Very quickly, yeah, 10 we were, seconds. Go on, go yeah, on. Sorry, we were under pressure. And I called over the guard and he never even asked. He said, where are you going, Lance? We're going to the recycling plant. On you go. Yeah, and most guards are fine. All I'm saying is some guards go over the top. I couldn't disagree with that. But the majority of guards are fine decent people. I'm just saying, all I'm saying is, let's use reasonable and proportionate force when we're dealing with situations. You know, now listening to the to you talking about the ladies with the Devonhams, the whole Devonhams experience last night, and I actually got really obsessed seeing the video of it, and I, I've nothing to do with any of the women. I think it was horrendous. I think it was disgusting. And I think, as, apart from the guards being held responsible for their actions, I think their sergeant or whoever's in charge should be held responsible too. You know, because he okayed what they were ta- what they were doing. So essentially, it comes from the top down, and I, and I think people need to just stop and realise the effect that this has. The guards wonder why people have such a grudge against them, and they wonder why people have attitudes with them. Yes, I get they get treated off in some in some experiences, and that isn't right either. You know, but with the, to go out and treat people like that and do that kind of thing and expect people to treat them with respect it, it is. Is wrong. They're not going to get it. You know, they want to improve community relations. This isn't how you go about doing it. How you go about doing it is treating people like human beings. I couldn't agree with you more. Couldn't agree with everything. Actually, I agree with everything single that you said. Although I, I do understand uh, from a Garda point of view, the sergeant's point of view, they did have a court injunction and they had to carry out the court injunction. But I think there's easier ways or better ways of doing it. Negotiation. I don't know. I don't know. Why would they, I'm sure they did try to negotiate earlier on with them, but obviously, but the the workers themselves weren't going to just walk away from that situation. They had been protesting for a year for that very reason to stop what happened last night happening. So I think everybody needs to reflect on what happened last night, and let's just hope that that kind of behaviour from both Garda Sheikhana and protesters like uh, never ever happens again. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.